Welcome back to Charm the Water on the same day of moon uh, because I thought of some things and I wanted to add them as an addition to the last episode episode on the personal quest. So uh, I kind of wanted to further define things as well as uh, give an invitation. Uh, so let me first further define what a quest is. And uh, this is uh, something that most people don't want anything to do with. uh, Because the quest, if you look at the hero's hero's journey, the first thing that happens is uh, some guardian uh, appears. uh, And there's supernatural stuff going on. (laughs) And uh, we seek that out that's what we want to get in communication with and uh, it takes a special type of person to seek that out and I think those type of people are slowly rousing with uh, I I was going to say the rise but it's been more like the rise and fall of the paranormal and supernatural uh, genre out there Uh, I think the paranormal is extremely capitalistic and predatory and full of shit. (laughs) Nevertheless, uh, it has been a vehicle for uh, lessening the cultural taboo around uh, what questing is and allowing people to seek reconnection uh, with the spiritual and how that is framed is uh, entirely uh, based on your understanding so uh, because it's all bigger than everybody's understanding so the framework uh, that you have for that will change over time and will expand and uh, <clears throat> many rooms has the mansion and all that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, early on in Kelly's and I questing together, uh, she receives information psychically and sees stuff that I don't see and waking. And uh, so we were in the circle together and uh, she told me this being approached that was wearing a funny little hat with a long feather and this immediately just sent chills all over my body uh, because I could feel something present and uh, it was very Faustian (laughs) the imagery she was describing and the sureness with which she was uh, telling me what this being was saying was equally chilling. And uh, one of the things it said was, what do you want? (laughs) And there is no getting without giving. And so that's what I want to relate uh, to you before we get started with this that uh, number one when you go on a quest 
just like the hero's journey, the first thing that happens is something supernatural. There's a guardian on a threshold. There's an encounter. Uh, there's a face-off. Uh, <clears throat> that's what you're seeking. Uh, you're looking for that threshold, uh, that place of encounter, the uh, you know the crossroads at midnight, or the cemetery, or you know, a room you have dedicated for uh, spiritual work, also known as your personal temple, or, um, you know, these type of things are what, how questers can be identified. Uh, That's not just it, but I think what magic does is uh, in all the traditions all the forms that it takes on, uh, what it's doing in each of those is a uh, giving a technical approach to questing. So for nerds who like to be technical in what they do, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, and for me, the, that as a Westerner, uh, the Hermetic and the, the Western esoteric tradition, well, that just seems like the obvious go-to for me. But, uh, you know, if you wanted to do it like a traditional, like, 1920s or late 1800s uh, spiritualist seance or hold a Ouija board session... Or go to an old abandoned graveyard with a ghost box. Or something that pushes you out out of your comfort level. And creates this space uh, specifically with the intention of contacting other. Um, whether that be a dead person, an angel a demon, a god or goddess or, uh, you know, a cartoon character for, you know, whatever. (laughs) There's a lot of ways, like, and a lot of different uh, technical approaches to this in a lot of different traditions. Uh, It just happens that the one I use is very... uh, inherently hermetic so uh yeah let's see what if i if i said everything i set out to say i think so uh so basically this is an invitation for you to go on a plan a quest go on a quest i gave some ideas and then share the quest with me uh by sending me an email preferably an audio file uh to charmthewater at gmail.com and let's share those and it would be really amazing to hear other people's and I think for other people to hear other people's and uh, it would make this uh, this little podcast uh, I think it would make it uh, many times more fascinating uh, for me at least Uh, so because it's hard to know that anybody's listening out there. Somebody did leave a very kind uh, iTunes review. And 
that was, uh, I was like, wow, somebody heard one of these. <laughs> but uh, so I'll move on to the final part of this, uh, which is a technical quest that if you like, you can take. And it's a bit advanced. Uh, it's not, I mean, as a beginner, you could jump right in it. But uh, it's a little bit advanced. So let me think. I think it's 127. Uh, this is from the book. The Book of Treasure Spirits. A grimoire of magical conjurations to reveal treasure and catch thieves by invoking spirits, fallen angels, demons, and fairies. Uh, this is being a partial transcription of Sloan MS-3824, dated 1649, containing material originally bound together with part of Sloan MS-3825, including a conjuration of the spirit Berto, said to have been performed at the request of Edward IV, King of England. Introduction and comedy, uh, comedy commentary <laughs> by David Rankine. Rankine? Rankine. Um... So before I get started with this, uh, I will post an image of the circle and the characters to be used in this experiment, this quest, uh, as the episode uh, image. So get it from there, and if you're outside, uh, use a knife to uh, draw the circle and the figures in dirt or uh, something much easier would be to use chalk or if you really want to go all out uh, crafty on this you can buy a giant uh, painter's uh, throw the material kind and uh, create a circle uh, but this circle is very unique to this experiment. Uh, so I'll get started with it. Oh, one more thing. Um, the constraint and uh, the... Oh, let's see. Those I'm not going to read. The license to depart and uh, the constraint and... Uh, what am I forgetting here? The uh, bonds, those all can be find, found on Joseph Peterson's site, um, Twilight Grotto, I think it is, and just look at Kia Solomon, and you can find these there, but I'm just going to read the direct experiment given, and uh, here it is, Experiment with Brett. An experiment of Brett, a carrier to fetch goods from the sea. Make special note of that in designing your request of Brett. That Brett is a carrier to fetch goods from the sea. When the moon is in the sign of Pisces and well aspected, and if possible on the Monday or the Thursday, repair to the place appointed for action 
lay down the circle in order, the copy whereof followeth, and the characters, the copy of which also followeth, adjacent to the copy of the circle, fairly written in an abortive, before the circle, on the outside, to the east, invocate as followeth. So, uh, to clarify this archaic language, you're not standing in the circle. You're uh, standing outside of the circle, facing east. And uh, you're doing this when the moon is in the sign of Pisces and well-aspected on a Monday or Thursday. And what I mean by well-aspected, it's not uh, square or uh, in opposition. There's no red boxes or red lines it's green with little triangles and stuff it's sextile or trine has a little star shape and all that can be found using a simple uh, astrology app that has uh, planetary hours and uh, stuff that would be nice not necessary but a simple astrology app Pick when the moon is in Pisces in uh, well-aspected. It's fairly simple. And uh, the place um, should be somewhere you're not going to be interrupted. If you have like a basement or a place in the woods or uh, something like that where you're not going to be interrupted and nobody's going to walk in or uh, anything like that. This is like a set-aside place that is private. Okay, so uh, you're before the circle on the outside, facing the east, and this is the invocation. I exercise and conjure and command thee, Spirit Brett, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, that thou do appear visibly unto me in fair and human form, and similitude of man, and I powerfully urge and constrain thee by and in the mighty, great, and glorious name of God, Tetragrammaton, Jehovah, that thou do for me as for the servant of the highest, in the fulfilling of all such matters and things whatsoever, according to your orders, as I shall desire and request of you. And I further and again exercise and conjure the spirit bread by and in the names who are powerful and high of our omnipotent and gracious Lord God, Adonai, Sabaoth, Agla, El, Sade, Elohim, Alpha, and Omega, and by and in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Messias, Suther, Emmanuel, of wonderful power and efficacy at the pronouncing whereof all things ought at their peril to be submissive, humble, and obedient by the virtue whereof I bind, charge, and constrain thee, Spirit Brett, to appear affably, meekly, and visibly here before me in a fair, handsome, and human shape, peaceably and not frightful, nor hurtful to me or any other person whatsoever. 
Wherefore now prepare ye, make haste and come away. In the name of him who shall come to judge the quick and the dead and the world by fire. Rehearse that exorcism several times and when he is appeared, then bind him with the bond of spirits and ask him what questions you will, you please, and he will certainly answer you. And also, if you command him any service, according to his orders and office, he will assuredly answer you and obey you and perform all things in bringing what he has enjoined. And when your desires are fulfilled, then license him to depart, but detain him not above an hour or two. As for general and constraining exorcisms, which are to be used upon occasion, in their proper places, I just hiccuped. And for the bonds and licenses of departure of spirits, they are written elsewhere hereafter with directions to use them. And I said, as I said before, you can find those three things mentioned on Joseph Peterson's uh, site. And if you wanted to, uh, if you're not familiar with them, I would suggest reading them over and in the least uh, summarize them and put them into your own words in the very least. And uh, again, another reminder to have your request well thought out and written out beforehand. This isn't something you should just like uh, jump up and do willy nilly. Uh, It should be... uh, prepared for and uh, gather a few things and uh, you know if you wanted some advice in that area you could use uh, Crowley 777 uh, which again you could find for free online uh, and uh, pick out those things that pertain to Pisces and uh, build out the ritual space uh, with that. Um, For example, if you have access to ambergris, which which I happen to have some because because seer, but uh, that would be the most excellent Piscean ritual offering that you could... uh, you could muster would be ambergris. Uh, another example, uh, something, uh, let me think, Pisces, Pisces, Pisces. I'm trying to think of a plant, Piscean plant. Uh, nothing's coming to mind right now, specifically, but in general, it would be a a water-loving plant, something that maybe grows by uh, the stream. Uh, that would be an excellent place to pick for uh, this this operation uh, by a small countryside stream out in where nobody is. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. And remember... Brett brings things of the sea. And uh, 
notice that it said when he's brought it, uh, license to depart. So the notion is this is going to happen very quickly. And uh, don't go over an hour or two without giving the license to depart. So there you have it. Uh, There are some ideas for going on a personal quest as well as a very uh, specific uh, technical operation for an operate uh, for a conjuration of the spirit bread. Hope you enjoyed it and remember uh, send those experience reports to me. Send those quest quest reports to me at charmthewater at gmail.com charmthewater at gmail.com thanks for listening and until next time this is Aaron David for Charming the Mariner